Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Your book's journey isn't over after it's been launched. Nope, it's got a whole lifetime ahead of itself. And so while I'm leading you through writing and launching a best-selling book, I'm also showing you how to make that book work for you for the rest of your career and your life. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Hi there, you're listening to Launch Your Book with Anna David, podcast all about how to launch a book. Yeah, not false advertising here. Uh, Today, I have a guest who is the author of a book. I am proud to say Legacy Launchpad is releasing today, if you are listening to this on release day, and it's called How to Be a Badass Female CEO, Slay the Competition and Reach the Top. The author, Mimi McLean, is a mom of five, an angel investor, a CPA, a Columbia Business School graduate, as well as the host of her own podcast, The Badass CEO, where she interviews entrepreneurs and high-level executives. And the book is inspired by the statistic, why do less than 2% of female entrepreneurs ever reach a million dollars in sales? And if you are listening to this podcast, you should be building a business with your book. And this is a book that can help you do that. So Without further ado, I give you Mimi McLean. No, there is further ado. Grab the show notes where you can get links to Mimi's podcast and this interview and all sorts of other stuff. Just go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash Mimi. I'll see you next week. No, I'll give you Mimi McLean. Mimi, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. I love it. I love it. It is a long time coming. So before we started recording, we were talking about the the fears that come up when you're releasing your first book um, and how they kind of come up sideways for a lot of us. You're a very self-aware person, so you you understand yours. But can you talk about that? Uh, but listener, by the time you hear this, the book will be available, but it is being recorded before it is being released. Sure. sure. Again, thank you for having me on. Um, you know what it was? It was like, as you had me on deadlines for the past couple of months, I kept missing those deadlines. <laughs> and I was like, wait, is it because I'm delinquent? And I'm not usually that delinquent. And then I realized, no, there's an emotional component to this of like, just putting yourself out there um, and just being super afraid of what others are going to think about my, my book about the cover about everything like all the details of just I've never really kind of put myself out there so much so I think that for me was a big kind of hurdle and that's how I was kind of self-sabotaging myself by just kind of delaying writing you guys back for the deadlines <laughs> but we didn't let you it was kind of you know, as I was telling you before we started recording, everybody, every author we work with kind of does this in a different way. Uh, their fear manifests in different ways. And some of them get away with it. We have people who have disappeared on us. 
we're like, Hey, we got your book. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so you were in danger of looking like someone like that. And, and then we were, we talked about, we were very impressed. We reeled you back in. Um, You never got too far. Um, So, so tell, let's talk about your decision to do a book now. Like you are this incredibly accomplished woman, you know, Columbia business school grad, mother of five uh, have launched numerous companies. Why now? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because I had a list that I think I started 10 years ago of the things I wanted to accomplish by the time I'm 50. And one of them was like started charity, which I did. Another one was like, so I had all those things I wanted to do. And one of the ones and was like to help produce a, a movie, which I did, which hasn't been released yet. And then the last one that I had not done was write a book. And when the pandemic hit and we were inside and at the time I thought I was going to write a book more about like my Lyme and that whole experience. But then when I started um, doing this podcast during quarantine, um, I all of a sudden was like, this is what I need to have my book about because I have all these women that I'm amazing women that I'm interviewing with all these great lessons. And then I was also shocked to see that women are so undervalued themselves, right? Like the self-sabotage that we do to ourselves um, is, is just, paramount. And we only, when I saw the stat that only 1.7% of women who are entrepreneurs, CEOs ever reach a million dollars in sales, that blew me away. I was like, wait, how is that possible? I think it's like almost 50, 50 of like women, male companies in this business and in the workforce. And only 5% of women are CEOs and only 1.7% of women ever hit a million dollars in sales. That's when I was like, wait, this is a story to be told. And why is this? And we need to dissect that and figure out why. And we can blame other people all we want, but at the same time, we kind of have to look at ourselves and be like, what do we need to do to change, to increase those percentages? And it's a really wonderful sort of seamless weaving together of those interviews with your own experience. How, how did that decision come about? You know, you, if you basically were doing research live as the book was being written, um, is, did you always know you wanted to weave in all these other women's examples? Yeah, I think I did. Like early on, I was like, when I was like, okay, this is going to be a good story to tell. And that's why I tried to kind of keep asking the same questions from the different CEOs, because I wanted to then have comparison of like, you know, and then you started seeing almost a lot of the same answers. Like, you know, what makes a successful entrepreneur? What makes, you know, what is your biggest hurdle? What would you say was, you know, the biggest help to make you where you are today? So, you know, but having the same answers, I was like, okay, there's definitely a story to be told. And there's definitely very specific things that can be done to help someone's probability of being successful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so um, what do you, what's your goal with the book? What would you like the reader to take away? And what would you like to have happen for you? Well, I think the goal for my book is one to have more women follow their dreams, right? And I think there's a lot of women who are stuck um, dreaming about doing something um, or feeling like they spend all of their time helping others and they have their own wishes and dreams and they're not pursuing it because they feel guilty, right? Like I'm supposed to make dinner every night for my kids or my family, or I'm supposed to make lunch every day for, and instead of saying, okay, wait, I'm going to just even peel that hour away that I would have made dinner and just go buy dinner so I can follow my dreams. It's just like, find that 
little sliver of time to, to go follow your dreams, that you can do it. Think big. I think a lot of things I found, uh, I realized talking to different CEOs is the women who were most successful thought big. They thought huge. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be a billion dollar company. Like they never were like, oh, let me just start a candle company and I'll just sell candles at you know the local market. No, they were like, I'm going to be the biggest candle. So I think it's like, I, I think it's for women to kind of think big, follow their dreams and, and, and really kind of know that you have only one life to live. So just live it, like go for it. And if you fail, so what? Like mm-hmm. I failed, I failed a lot. You know, we've all failed. So the biggest failure is not trying, right? I know that's cliche, but it's so true. Um, and then, so for myself, I would say, what, you know, to obviously continue my podcast and, you know, I have um, some courses that are going to be coming out that I want to share with other women to help them reduce, you know, what I've learned over the years and what other women have learned over the years and reduce that time that would have taken them to learn that information and put it into a smaller f- time frame so they can be more successful, faster, without losing as much money or time. Um, because we're all kind of going up the same mountain. And it's, if you can have that path to get up there, that to get up there quicker, like do it, don't just do it on your own. Remember when we first started talking about you were going to have two tracks, you were going to have, or it was going to be four, basically. It was like, you want angel investors, you can, we can coach you through it. You want angel investors, here's our course. You want to build on your own. Are you, is it, is it those four tracks? Yeah, I'd say right now it's two. Um, I'm going to do, I have a course that's coming out that is kind of like a business in a box that kind of just gives you, you know, the, you know, 411, the easy steps of like what you need to do. Like, okay, I have this company. I have this idea. What do I need to do next? And instead of like Googling for hours and hours and hours on end, it's everything's there for you. Just boom, like just go down the checklist and the resources. And you can decide if you want to do it on your own, you want to hire somebody, you want to get a professional, you know, whatever. And then second is like you said, I feel like a lot of women who um, have started companies, are super creative, but they have no idea about the money sense. And so it's just kind of giving them a MBA, a mini MBA in a course that they can kind of get the basics of what they need to in order to raise money and what they when to raise money, how to do it. And just so they know a little bit, so they're not going to be taken advantage of when they go out into the world to raise money, because it is a very male dominated industry. Um, And so just to have that confidence of knowing the terminology and knowing what to ask for and how to do it, um, I think would make a woman a lot more confident. So they're not going to be taken advantage of, and they can find the right person to help them do that. And so who is your ideal reader, your avatar? Is she 40 uh, in a big city? Do you have that? You know, I'm imagining it's the same avatar as your podcast. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because I, my podcast, I would say is like 30 to 40 year olds, but everybody who I've had pre-read my book, every single one of them have come back and been like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect book for my daughter coming out of college. I wish I had read this coming out of college. And even my son, I wish there was a male version of this. You don't even need to have the female part on it. It's just looking at like where you want your life to take you. I think I really kind of dive into that. And, and it's interesting because I, I think it was abnormal because when I started working, I kind of always in the back of the, my mind, my litmus test was like, can I do this job and have a family? Right. And, and you and I are the same age. So like, you know, like 30 years ago, 
there wasn't that many jobs that you could have a family. Like it, there wasn't co-working, there wasn't part-time working, there wasn't working from home. Like if you went in the like corporate world or accounting world or whatever, it's like you either showed up at work or you didn't. Like it was very hard to do both. So I remember going into these jobs and being like, I can't have this job and also have a family at some point in my life, right? I didn't know it was going to evolve with us like that, you know, right. as we got older. Mm-hmm. So I kind of look at it now like, okay, you really need to know what you want out of life as you embark on this and how, and then when, if you do want to be entrepreneurial, I always knew I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. I think looking back on my life, I was probably too eager to do that. I probably should have put in more like time mm-hmm. working for others to learn off of my mistakes from other people's dollars and time. So I kind of talk all about that. Like, when should you be going off on your own? What, what, at what point? Why, why, you know, like we kind of go through why it should be, um, you know, why you would wait or when you would do it, why you go get a job, it's kind of doing all that and looking at what you really want out of life. As yeah. you make these decisions. Yeah. When I was going through the book, it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm on my, my second company. And I guess you could call my first one a dismal failure. And because it's interesting, it's like, the goal really is, you know, experience is the best teacher. And I really do think your book talks about that. It's like, yes, we can hear all these things, but you know, we kind of get the, it's going to be different for me. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'm smarter than everybody. I'll figure it out. Exactly. Um, and so, okay. And so there's, there's, of course, there's a podcast. Um, you know, I could see you on, you know, not Fox Business News, maybe Fox Business News, you know, uh, being a sort of spokesperson for female entrepreneurship. Is that something that you're interested in doing? Of course. I mean, any, any kind of outlet that I can speak to kind of inspire women to kind of go follow their dreams, go support each other. And I think the other thing, and I hate to say this because I'm cringing when I say this, but a lot a lot of other CEOs I've talked to, women are not as supportive as you think they are of each other. Um, and so I inspire other women to be super, like not competitive with each other, right? And I think that's where it comes down to because we all feel like there's only so many spots for women and therefore, like, we're not going to help other women up there because you know, it might hurt our chances of getting up there. And so I just feel like, you know, I'm inspiring other women to help other women, like reach out, like you got up there. I know it was hard for you to get where you are. It, it doesn't mean that everybody else behind you has to go that battle too. Like just even if it's going to make their life a little bit easier, it's okay. Like we know that it, you guys paved the path for us. Um, you know, I actually look back and I'm like, wait, I wish I lived now. Like, I wish I was graduating from college now. Like the opportunity and the flexibility that is provided to women is just so much more than it was 30 years ago, right? Um, it's just so much more entrepreneurial. Like it's so much more um accepting of people who are super creative, right? I mean, look at all these women who are like decorating and doing these great things on Instagram and just, it's just, it's a whole world out there that, um, you know, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, I, I just feel like it's such an exciting time right now. So I would love to be able to just kind of keep talking and, and telling people like, go follow their dreams, help each other out. And we can all get there if we're supportive of each other to help them get to that point. What about making the book into a TED talk? That would be very interesting too. Like talking yeah. about, yeah, I never even thought about that, but that it that would be about like why are 
women. I mean, really, we need to dissect it. And and of course, there's the the whole male component of like why what like only so many women get um, funding, right? Like that's an interesting fact too. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but the percentage of women that get funding, I think, is under ten percent, which is ridiculous from venture capitalists. But if you look at the facts, we give them twice the returns, right? So it's like, why wouldn't we? Why is there that disconnect, right? And so, and and just kind of dissecting all the reasons why and not just blaming it on the men and, and the male dominated industry, but like what we can as women do and how we really, a lot of it comes down to our belief system of ourselves. I think, I really do believe, you know, it was interesting one day I asked on my community on Instagram, like what, what was, what is your number one hurdle right now as a CEO? And I would have thought it would have been like money, inventory, you know, employees, majority of people wrote back and said imposter syndrome, which I was shocked that that would be mm. their biggest hurdle. Right. And so what do we need to do as a community for women to get over that imposter syndrome and give them the confidence that they need to, to feel like they can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a great talk. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, I, we're, we're starting to do that. Um, help help our authors convert their books into talks and helping them land TEDx talks. I think that's a perfect, I mean, because as I always talk about on the show with everybody, the book is the, it is, you know, basically the calling card to do the speaking, to do the TV, to do the course. And it gives you such a leg up. And I always tell people, people focus so much on the launch and this is actually about, you know, the podcast is focused on the launch, but it can serve you for the rest of your life. So don't stop. A lot of people that the launch, they're like, here we go. And then they're okay, checked that one off. Let's move on to the next thing. And that is the greatest mistake people can make because um, it's a big commitment to write a book, as you mm-hmm. know. And so it shouldn't just be crossed off. So this is also an intervention of sorts, maybe, where I'm telling you all of these things, which you know, but I'm reminding you. Like keep going, um, keep going. Yes. Keep going. So what do you have planned for the actual launch? Good question. Um, I am, you know, talking to other people, uh, other podcasts as well. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm lining that up and going to, um, you know, try to get as many of those as I can. And then, um, you know, also try to get into, you know, different online or, you know, different, you know, magazines and articles as well. But anything else you recommend doing, you know, I would be willing to do. But and then also different. I've had other people who are like part of um, bookstores have asked me to come and do book signings local, locally on the East Coast or at their library. So I was going to do that as well um, and just kind of go from there. And then I'm going to keep reaching out to other female kind of groups and try to speak at their groups or online or through our colleges and universities as well. That's great. I mean, I, well, are you going to do an event, an event? I always say it does. And last week's episode was actually about how to throw a book party. They don't sell books, but celebrate yourself. And it's a very weird time right now to be throwing book parties, but are you going to do an event? I hadn't thought about it just because of COVID. I feel like everything I will do it, but I just feel like right now, maybe it's got to be online. I don't know. Or do I do it in person? I I don't even know with this COVID that's spiking again. 
It, it's yeah, it's weird. We just did a big party for a client that was outside and it was really great, but I don't even know if we did that again, if people would even show up. Um, I'm re-releasing a book and I'm going to do one that's outside at a store and one virtual. And so, um, you know, a book is a, a party is just a nice way. If you, you know, you guys I'm sure have a lovely back, back, you know, yard or whatever it is. So I would just have friends over, give them the book, sign, take the pictures, just have it memorialized. That's what okay. I say. I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, I like to run a party. So that's good. Right. Right. Um, so, and so, you know, like we talked about in the beginning, you know, originally you thought that it was going to be, the book was going to be about Lyme or, or some other story. Um, do you think there's going to be another book in your future? Interesting. Um, I hadn't thought about it. If it was, I still do think there's a Lime book in me, even though for anyone who's listening, I do have another li- a podcast called Lime 360. I've been struggling with Lime for six years and it's such a confusing and under talked about um, disease because there's no cure. There's not really a diagnosis that really works and it's not recognized by the medical community. So it's a very lonely disease um, and just debilitating. So there's just so many other different ways to kind of attack Lyme and try to get, you know, heal from it. And so I do feel like there is a book there that needs to be written because a lot of them are about like people's Lyme stories or a doctor writes it and it's very kind of medical heavy. Um, But that's that I do think there's that just for that community. But in general, as far as like the badass book, who knows? I don't know. Maybe like, we'll see where this takes me. I hadn't really thought about it at that point yet. Maybe there's like a workbook or something that's more kind of, you know, hands on. A workbook. That's such a great idea. And you could uh, sell it when you speak, you know, sell them together. What? Okay. But the last thing that I really want to get into is breaking down your epiphany that you were avoiding as a self-sabotage. We talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but at what point did you, so, so you're ducking our calls. You're like, ah, it's launch pad again. Uh, At what point did you realize that that was an emotional and not a, you know, literal thing? Well, I don't know if it was like right before I, this, this, before we recall, recorded this, when you were like, Hey, you know, and I was like, Hey, I'm nervous. And I was like, wait, maybe that's why I was nervous. Or, you know, a couple of weeks ago I was talking to somebody and I was like, wait, why do I always procrastinate on big things? Like I'll do everything. I will clean my closets instead of doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. And then when you do the thing you're supposed to be doing, you're like, wait, that took me no time at all. Like, why did I procrastinate it? So there's definitely emotional components to that. And Caitlin, I am so sorry, who, you know, who I worked with on the book with you, I'm part of your team. She was one of those things where I just like, yeah. for some reason I saw her email and I was like, ah, and I just like skipped over it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why do I keep skipping over this email? I don't know why. Or like, I just couldn't get my head around it. And that's when I realized like, there's gotta be an emotional part to this because why, you know, I know I'm super busy and I know I get a lot of emails, but like I was able to, you know, watch enough videos on Instagram instead of doing that. Instead of doing <laughs> right. like, okay, there's something here. There's more of an emotional part. And especially when I first, the first, you know what it really hit me though, is when I got the first email that says like, here's your book, like all put yeah. together. And yeah. I was so afraid to open that. Like, cause I was like, what happens if I don't really like it? Like now that it's been put together, like, what do I do? Like, is that just a waste of all that time and everything that, 
I'm just not going to even publish it. And I'm just going to be like, forget it. Like just shelve it. We're not even going to publish it. You know? So I really like procrastinated with that one. Cause I was like, I'm so afraid if I'm going to like it or not. And so that's why I just, you know, then, but then when I opened it, I was like, oh my gosh, this actually turned out better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I love it. It's, and I read it through the whole night, like as it was put together. And I was I remember the next morning, I'm like, said to my husband, I'm like, I actually think this is like, there's, it could be something like, there's something there, like more than I thought. Like, I don't know, it just kind of came together better than I thought it was going to. I think that that's really what everybody who's putting out a book goes through in some way. When, when you're working on it, you sort of go, some days you're like, this is going to change the world. And then the next day you're like, this is horrible. Everyone knows this. There's well, who am I? You know, the imposter yeah, syndrome exactly. comes up. And um, yeah, I think, as I said, like, I think that's when we, you know, sent you that email, like, okay, Mimi, we're taking you off the schedule. And then you were like, okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'll I'm focused. I'm focused. Well, just on a side note too, I did move across country. True. And it was just craziness with this COVID and my kids have not been in school for 16 months. So having five kids home and moving and buying another house, moving into that, it's just been crazy on top of this. So just the timing was not ideal, but it, it all, it will all worked out in the end, but um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, in terms of, in terms of your launch, you're doing the advanced reader team, what we now call the launch squad. I actually randomly yesterday saw your list. It's huge. You have hundreds of people on it, right? Yes. I did. Well. did My you- friends and everybody came through as friends. I went back to all the CEOs and their like publishers and also like, even because, you know, I, I'm involved with Beauty Counter. I even sent it to my Beauty Counter customers. <laughs> Good <laughs> Thank, for Please you. help me out. And, you know, like I just kind of, anybody I knew, I just kind of said, please help me out. Um, let's hope that they come through, you know, and do yeah. it. But they have, people have been texting me saying, I didn't get that email or I'm already halfway through and I'm really enjoying it. So it's good. So hopefully it, it works out. I didn't really think that they were going to read it. I thought they were just going to write a review. <laughs> yeah, it's a good read though. So anybody listening, you know, whether you are female or not, this book is, you know, anybody who listens to this podcast understands that they should be building a business with a book. So here is the book that's going to tell you how to do it. Um, so Mimi, thank you so much for doing this and for working with us on the project and walking through those fears. What would your advice be to uh somebody who thinks they want to share their story uh, and uh, has trepidation. I would think, I think, I don't know. Mine hasn't launched yet, but we'll see if there's like some backlash or something that I don't know about. But right now I'd say do it. You know, it takes a lot of time. So just be prepared for that. But, um, you know, I'm glad I did it. It's like jumping into a, you know, a pool that you don't know the temperature, just go do it. And then afterwards you're like, Hey, that wasn't that bad. Um, but you know, your story is worth hearing. I, you know, I think especially if it's real and raw, I mean, there's definitely some stories I shared in that book that I never thought I would. Um, so, uh, just do it. And, um, you know, I think, I think you're going to regret not doing it. Right. Like, why not? Exactly. Well, thanks Mimi. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thanks for joining me this week on Launch Your Book with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to launchyourbookpod.com where you can get show notes and so much more. If you got anything out of this episode, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. 
And don't forget, my company, Launchpad Publishing, is here to help you at any stage in your writing and publishing journey. Just go to launchpadpub.com for more, and be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. Music.